Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow. Okay. Where'd that come from? While the All Blacks put their last touches on preparations for their final hit out against the Springboks, we've known this year was going to be the World Cups galore. And with that in mind, Piero Cameron has confirmed his final squad for the FIBA World Cup, which starts, get this, tonight. The 12 uh, players uh, that he has finalised, Finn Delaney, Flynn Cameron, Hiram Harris, Isaac Fotu, Isaiah Leofar, uh, Jordan Natai, Ruben Tarangi, uh, Shay Ely, uh, Taylor Britt, Tohi Smith-Milner, Walter Brown and Yanni Wetzel. The, their first assignment, no big deal, just a match-up on Monday morning with the United States, who will be led by hyper-athletic excitement machine Anthony Edwards, amongst other NBA stars and no one in this country is more qualified to cross code it when we talk rugby and basketball uh, than Mark Hinton and uh, fortunately Mark's made himself available to us this morning. Good morning to you sir. The build up to the yeah, FIFA World Cup compared to, yeah, the, the, the build up's been quite extensive uh, Mark to get to this point. How have you rated it and um, what did you make of the final squad? Yeah, morning Smithy, good to be on with you talking the two great sports of basketball and rugby. Um one with just a little bit more contact than the other, but these days you, sometimes you never know. Um, yeah, the interesting squad of 12, he, he, um, and an interesting build-up. Look, they had um, six games. They had 14 players on tour, and they played six games. Um, one, two, lost four. So not on the surface, not a great, not great results, but it's not about results, is it? It's about you know a group of guys coming together and getting ready to play the best in the world, literally the best in the world in that opening game, as you touched on. That's actually Sunday morning, um, 12.40 a.m., that first game against the USA. Um, So, um, yeah, not great results. They split games against Japan, got walloped by Canada, um, lost a close one to China. Um, They also lost to Italy, again, single figures, so not a bad result there. Um, And um, beat a Chinese club team. So, they got the main thing is they got games under their belt. Look, they haven't set the world on fire, Smithy, but it's going to be all about whether they can rise to the level required when they tip off against the USA overnight Saturday. Um, you know, not an interesting USA team. A lot of when it was initially announced, people went, huh, you know, no superstars, no LeBron Jameses or or um, those caliber type players in there, but it's still a very, very good team full of guys making around between 20 and $40 million a year, literally, to play in the NBA. So um, um, still a very good team. Look, it's going to be a, a tough World Cup campaign. They've also got Greece, a European powerhouse in mm. their pool, and they have to beat them, really. It comes down to they have to win two games to, 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 to progress into the top 16 of the tournament, which will be their goal. They have to, so they're going to have to beat Greece, and it's a given they have to beat Jordan, the fourth team in their pool. So those two games, really, outside of the USA, it's a free hit for them, that first game against the USA, Smithy. Look, that's a, as I touched on, good team, Jalen Brunson from the Knicks, Anthony Edwards, they, who, who they're saying is the best young player in the NBA at the moment, the Minnesota Timberwolves um, slashing guard, a real athlete. Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams' teammate in the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year, 
Brandon Ingram, a fantastic sort of power forward. Uh, Austin Reeves from the Lakers and Tyrese Halliburton from Indiana. Look, they're not names that are sort of superstar NBA names, but these are very, very good players. So tune in if you can. It's on TVNZ. Um, uh, Duke and TVNZ Plus the the game, I really would recommend it because it's a free hit for the Tall Blacks it's a game, no one expects them to win, but it's a game, Smithy that they could get a lot out of, they could build some confidence out of, you know, because for those next two games, that's what it's all about for them When you looked at uh, what Piero Cameron finally came up with, and it was quite an extensive selection process because of that build up um, are you happy? Were, Were there any surprises for you in the 12th? Well, there was, and they've, they've gone with a theme here. Look, they're called the Tall Blacks, but they're actually really should be called the Small Blacks. Um, this isn't a very big squad. The two players that missed out, Sam Timmons, the big fella from Otago, uh, who stands about 6'10", 6'11", um, the, one of only two specialist centres in that 14-man squad. So they haven't picked him, and they... And they um, uh, I'm just trying to remember who. Oh, they've also left out Dan Fotu, the Breakers player. Good size, six eight kid. Um, again, left him out, and so it's a it's a small lineup. Smitty, one specialist centre, and Yanni Rexel, as you touched on, um, and when you rattled off that team, uh, and so they're going to need backup minutes at, at the sort of five spot at centre from the likes of Isaac Fotu, you know, really good quality international player that's been around for years. This is his third World Cup. He's going to have to slide in and play some centre, as will Tohui Smith-Milner, who's not tall, but is, a, a let's just say, wide of girth, a big, solid unit, kind of in the mould of Piero Cameron from back in the day. He can hold his own in there, Tohui, but he's not, not a long athlete, and he, he's going to find it tough as well. So they're going to have to find some, some minutes um, um, amongst those big guys to back up Yanni Wetzel at centre, but what you can deduce from that squad, Smithy, is that they're going to play fast. I think they've worked out their identity, this Toolbacks group, is, is about playing with pace and space. In the last World Cup, would you believe this if I told you, in the 2019 World Cup, the, the team that led the tournament in scoring was the Tall Blacks. 99.4 points a game. They also led in three-point makes and three-point percentage. So they, they made, you know, they've made shots from deep. But they played, obviously, with a lot of pace. And I think they've worked out, Smithy, that pace is the game, name of the game, so they've gone small. We can expect them to play an up-tempo game. Unfortunately, that'll be right into the Americans' hands because they love it up-tempo with those athletes. Australia uh, is a side that we may be a little bit more familiar with as well because, of course, uh, of our involvement in the in the uh, Aussie NBL. Um, but they would uh, would they attract players too back from the NBA? Do they look strong, Australia? Would you know? Yeah, they've got a. Um Pretty solid team, Smithy. Um, they, they had an injury setback um, just before the tournament when they um, uh, they, they lost Jock Landau, the NBA um, centre, uh, which was a real blow for them. So a bit like the Tall Blacks, they're a little bit undersized, Australia. Um, uh, but they've got some great players. Yeah, there's a, there's a host of NBA players in their team. I'm just looking for their squad here as we... Talk. They've got the you know Paddy Mills who's been around for years. They've got the exciting Oklahoma City Thunder um, point guard Josh Giddy. Um, they've got uh, Matisse Thibel from the Philadelphia 76ers. So they've got plenty of um, of really good quality um, um, players in in that group. Smithy, they'll be they'll be right up there. Australia is one of the leading teams in the world. They traditionally play you know play well in these events. They're at the business end. 
sort of top four, five contender, definitely. Um, really strong squad, um, solid squad, a little bit undersized and a bit like the Tall Blacks. I, I expect them to play with pace as well and, 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 and where they could be found out perhaps is when they meet those like big European teams like France and so forth. But um, yeah, they'll, they'll be contenders and they'll be fun to watch. They've got a lot of, uh, a lot of great athletes and a lot of great shooters in that team. Mark, we get uh, once we got past the United States, and as we, as you say, hopefully build some confidence against them. When we got Jordan, uh, and then of course we've got the, the 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 Greece game, the Greek game. Is that gettable? Is that gettable, Greece? Yeah, Greece is gettable, but it's not as gettable as you might think. Of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the one of the greatest players in the game. Um, one of the best, you know, acknowledged top three or four players in the NBA. He's not a, he's not available for this tournament, so Greece are going without him, which makes them, you know, just a little bit more beatable. But look, they're a really good, um, solid European powerhouse that are, are really, you know, at these events every year. Um, they have one of the top leagues in the world. They've just got a lot of good players, and they're they're, they're big. Um, they're strong, they move the ball well, they've got a lot of kind of slashing guards. So they will be hard to beat, but beatable, yes. If the Tall Blacks play as well as they possibly could and, and embrace that kind of Tall Blacks culture that where they're the scrappy underdogs and fighting for every position, they've got a chance against them. In the last World Cup, with Giannis and Tintin Corpo playing for Greece, the Tall Blacks lost to them by six points. So, you know, they were right there with them. Um, in that game. So could they beat them? They absolutely could. Is this Tall Blacks team as good as that 2019 World Cup team? Question marks, maybe, because they don't have the Webster brothers and they bring mm. a lot of offensive um, firepower that this team will struggle to, re- to replicate. Ty Webster, Corey Webster made themselves unavailable to this squad for personal reasons, which is a bit disappointing. They're uh, with the Perth Wildcats at the moment training for the pre-season of the NBL and not playing for their country. So for whatever reasons they had, it's a setback that the Tall Blacks don't have them because we know how good those two uh, young men are as basketball players. So they're going to have to look to the likes of Shea Illy, um, Isaiah Liafa, and um, uh, the coach's son, Finn Cameron, uh, you know, Mm. to, to, I guess, replicate what they produce in the guard line. That's a, a lot of responsibility on guys that aren't natural scorers. Okay, right. Uh, thanks for that, Mark. Let's get across and put your other hat on now because there's a little matter of uh, in the early hours of tomorrow morning, or uh, and actually not a bad time really, uh, the Springboks and the All Blacks at Twickenham uh, as a warm-up game. And I, I keep thinking about this as a warm-up game or a prep game, and I'm thinking that is a, it's an, almost quite an unusual choice for me for the All Blacks to play the Springboks. Do you see it that way, or do you think it's a good fit? Um, no, it's re- I think it's a really um, difficult fit, Smithy, because ideally, I think two weeks before the kickoff of the World Cup, you possibly, you know, traditionally, the All Blacks, you look at it, last World Cup, they played Tonga, it was a romp, you know, traditionally, they've had kind of an easy game, um, but what you've got to, I guess, ask, what has it achieved? Well, the All Blacks went into the last World Cup pretty, in pretty good nick, they beat South Africa first game, if everyone remembers, it was later in the tournament, and they had their issues. Um, but this is a much harder game than, um, than I guess we traditionally have this close to a World Cup, isn't it? And that's where it gets in the difficult basket. How hard do you go at it? How, how much do you want to win? How important is momentum and form and all that sort of thing? Look, I think Ian Foster's answered that, hasn't he, with his lineup? This is effectively a full-strength All Blacks 
starting 15, I guess minus um, um, Dane Coles at hooker. I mean, I think Cody Taylor will probably start the World Cup opener at hooker. So aside from Dane Coles, um, this is this is the top All Blacks team. So clearly Ian Foster's said to himself he's willing to take the risk because there is risk. Whenever you play the box, there's risk of physical harm. We all know that. They will not come at this game half-hearted. So there's a risk attached to it. But I guess Ian Foster's Smithy has looked at the upside. He's got a team that's won four straight tests in 2023 that's turned the corner on that horrible 2022 season when they had all those losses in the first half of the year um, and seemed to lose their way and almost lost their head coach. Um, they've certainly turned the corner. So I think Ian Foster looks at this this really tough, difficult test two weeks out from a World Cup as being, I guess, the final confidence stamp. Don't you reckon, Smithy, that if they can win this game and they can play well, They'll go into this into this um, World Cup, which probably six months, nine months ago, people were saying, you know, third, fourth, fifth favourites, maybe even, you know, they looked in a uh, looked a long way away from them. They could go into this World Cup as as hot favourites because they're going to they're going to be the form team of twenty twenty three if they can win this game. It's an interesting one for me because normally speaking, you're looking to fine tune uh, in a final game, and it's your last dress rehearsal as such, and sometimes. Dress rehearsals um, can be poor, uh, and so what you're saying, what you're basically saying, is the result is very, very important here. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if the result is important because it, it, it's really a match that means nothing. There's nothing at stake other than the fact that it's an All Black Springboks test, and, and I guess you know that's a bit of a misnomer to say nothing's at stake in an All Black Springboks test. They're always important, but I guess if you know this one, two weeks from a World Cup start. Uh, probably has the least the least on it than than any All Blacks box test. But that said, yeah, I, I don't know necessarily that um, they need to win it, but they need to play well. I think they and if they play well, they probably will win it. It's still a. I feel like the Springboks are holding back, Smithy. I just don't think mm. we've seen their best yet in 2023. And I'm I, look, if there's one country in the world that has figured out how to play World Cups, it's South Africa. They've won as many World mm. Cups as the All Blacks have. With teams, you know, probably not quite as talented, not quite as as uh, informed going in, but they know how to win World Cups. Look, they're a massive danger, and we could face them in a quarterfinal. It's either going to be the Springboks or Ireland. So it's it's a tough World Cup, and there's a lot on it. And this match has repercussions, given they could face off again later in the tournament. And I feel like the box won't come out showing everything. It's a very strong forward take they've picked. Dwayne Vermeulen, Peter Steph de Sia Colisi, isn't it great to see him back? Mostad mm. and Etzebeth in the second row, and Mel Herb and Kitsoff and Marks in the front row. That is their top pack. And at the end of the day, you know, the Springbok pack will dictate how this game goes. So it is, it is an excellent hit out for the All Blacks, for the All Blacks' top pack as well, uh, to see just how they are this far out from the World Cup. But will it make or break? Will it decide anything in the World Cup? No, it will not. Will both teams show everything in this game, Smithy? No, they will not. Um, mm. But will the winner head into head to France with a spring in their step? Absolutely, they will. Look, this could be an. I think it's a more important test for the All Blacks than South Africa. Okay, fantastic, Mark. As always, to catch up with you on both those topics. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just a feast of great sport involving New Zealand this weekend. So, uh, thanks so much for previewing both of them for us. And uh, I, I would imagine you'll be a very busy man over the weekend. So. Uh, all the very best with uh, what you come up with. Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah good on you. Cheers. So Mark Hinton there, folks, uh, all across the basketball 
a massive occasion for uh, that very young, and you know, average age 26. I mean, that's a team that will learn so much out of uh, this competition. Sure, if they make it through to the playoffs, that is unbelievable because Greece are a good side. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, one of the powerhouses of uh, European basketball. It is uh, coming up to 10.20 here on SCNZ.